One, two, three, cheers. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're live. Welcome back to another Ben and Brittany podcast. This is episode two. Our first podcast went swimmingly and we got so much feedback, so we're here doing it again. And um, we just wanted to, we were thinking like, what, what could we talk about that's like, that's some real, real stuff, real stuff. Because like anybody can get in front of a mic and talk about their day and kind of, kind of bullshit about, you know, uh, oh, I did this the other day and it was fun. But like, we, we kind of like talking about the stuff that nobody else wants to talk about. And I think it's about our own personal issues. And the one that we're, we'll, we'll get to me. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> but today, Brittany is going to take a step forward and kind of face your fears a little bit, right? Is it kind of like that? I guess it would be. Okay, so today we're going to talk about an issue that a lot of people probably deal with, and it's self confidence. Mm-hmm. And you. And particularly have self-confidence issues with with weight and your appearance. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just take the floor a little bit and, and tell me about like where that came or like wh- wh- why? Um, and well, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why I'm asking this question because there's so Brittany, much. I don't know. That's just, it's very broad. It is very broad, but it's, it's, I wanted to talk about this and so did Brittany because we have two very, very different perspectives, right? Like you have, uh, like you struggle with self-confidence a little bit and I have like too much (laughs) self-confidence to the point where I'm like an asshole. (laughs) But you're not, you're not though. I I know I'm not mean, I'm not an asshole, but like, I don't, I don't have self-confidence issues. I'm pretty straightforward confident person I think and I don't really care about the way I look obviously I don't you know I go on stage wearing a Aladdin t-shirt and gym shorts you know? <laughs> but, but that's um, fun that makes you do yeah but like it's it's weird because I, I love you and you have very different issues than I do and I think it's just really cool that we can get up here and talk about it so you talk about a little bit about like what bothers you about your appearance and like a daily, like your daily struggle with it. And I'm going to take the other side of the, of the coin and like kind of ask you questions. Cause like a lot of the things that you're going to say, I won't understand. So I think our listeners will get, you know, they'll be able to relate to you and the people that don't relate to you will be able to relate to relate to me in the, in the sense that like, I get to ask the hard questions. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Really hard questions. I'm ready. All right. I'm nervous, so, but I'm ready. So, do you want to just go? Yeah, I think um, everybody has a different opinion on what beautiful is. And I think there's a very standard, or no, common portrayal of what beauty is. And I think it also comes from if if you were once skinny and and always skinny or once a certain way and always a certain way, it's hard when you change from that. So if you're used to being in one lifestyle and and look at yourself in one way and then it, it changes, even if it's for the better, it's still not what you're used to seeing when you look in the mirror or feeling every day. And I think that sometimes that change can be exciting but sometimes that change can be dreadful. And for me, it was definitely 
and still kind of is dreadful. Um, but I, at the same time, it I think it's it's a healthy thing. It is. It's a I, healthy change, but you dread it. I needed it. You needed it. I needed it. So um, what happened? So I think I struggled with weight my whole life. Like I think my mom would, would tell you that like I didn't like clothes being too tight because... I thought they always made me look fat. And I think I remember her telling me one time I was like four years old and I made a comment about my thighs looking fat, like at four. Um, at four years old, you were like, do I look fat? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's just, but I think that comes from advertising and like you never, until more recently, like now more recently, they're finally starting to put real women on covers of magazines and in like bra and underwear ads. But if you... Just go back maybe five years ago. That was not the case. They're just putting like supermodel, like airbrushed, photoshopped bodies on there. Stick, thin, perfect people. Yeah. And um, I wasn't the skinniest in, in high school. I wasn't overweight by any means. But I got into running probably my senior year. And when I started running some of the weight started to come off, which was probably good. Like some of that weight wasn't necessarily unhealthy, but it also wasn't healthy. Like it was okay to lose some. But like how much, how much did you weigh? I think I was 125. 125. Yeah. But I was, you know, I ate a lot of ice cream and like I ate a lot of very unhealthy food. So I think getting into a healthy routine was at that point good for me. Maybe not necessarily to lose weight, but just to be eating healthy. To have your body working at peak maximum potential and (laughs) as the weight started melting off and i would see the number drop on the scale and my clothes were getting too big like i almost became addicted you got addicted to it and i started you know like i worked part-time and went to college full-time and then i ended up actually working two jobs but i would actually like i would wake up early workout shower go to class come home for lunch work out go to work, come home. If I didn't have my second job that night, I would work out again. If I had my second job, I didn't work out, but I was also on my feet the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the weight drastically started coming off and I I liked it. So by the time I was 21, I think I weighed 105 pounds. But there again, I liked it, you know, because I was skinny and I had definition because I had been working out. Um, but at the same time I wasn't eating enough. So it's not like I had, you know, most people when they work out, they might lose weight at first, but then they start kind of gaining weight or it balances because they're also gaining muscle. Yeah. I wasn't doing that cause I just wasn't eating. Like I would have a tablespoon of peanut butter for lunch. Wow. Cause was that because you got addicted to it was, losing weight, so you were like, "Let's keep this up," or I you thought, just like I thought I was being healthy, like I by thought, less, you like thought okay, you were doing the right thing, right? Like I was like, "Oh well, I'm not." Instead of having peanut butter sandwich, I'm just having the peanut butter. Yeah, and, screw those carbs. Yeah, and like I had everything was carb free and like fat free, and I thought I was, I thought I was being healthy, but here, meanwhile, I was. I was starving my body of necessary nutrients. So mm-hmm. instead of building muscle. Really, I was just losing everything. Yeah, you're kind of. I feel like if you're doing all that working out and you're not eating, like you're you're treading water essentially. Like mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere. Your body's just like, oh, I need nutrients. I'm not getting it. So right. like all this exercise is just making me tired. 
you're not feeding yourself. Right. But at the same time, you were like, I'm totally okay with that because my body Mm -hmm. is getting smaller. Right. And I thought that, I thought healthy was skinny. Yeah. Back then. And fast forward, I realized that that's not true at all. Um, But in order, you know, I I got married and I wanted to have a baby. And my doctor kept telling me, like, you're not going to get pregnant. Because you're too skinny. I was too, I was too underweight. I had no body fat. I also had like a number of other health issues and it stemmed from what we found out was like, I just wasn't having enough fat. Like we needed to add fat in my diet and then eat milk and bacon. Right. And then some of my health issues would actually get better, which is so weird, but that was my problem. (laughs) That's like, that's like, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear somebody tell me that. Fat free is not the way to go. Like you do need some fat. It's all about balance. It's, it's truly all about balancing those nutrients. You don't want to completely get rid of fat. You don't want to completely get rid of carbs. You know, everything can be okay for you in small amounts. Yeah. But, um, so he kept telling me I needed to put on 20 and I'm sitting there. I remember like at my doctor appointment, like trying to bargain with my doctor, like, no, I'll gain five pounds. And he was like, not going to cut it. You need to gain 15. I was like, fine, 10. Like, (laughs) like it was negotiable. Um, so uh, I started having like full fat yogurt instead of the fat free yogurt and different things. And it took about nine months, but I finally put on the weight and I got pregnant with Kaylin. Um, after I had her, I got down, I, I gained a good bit of weight with Kaylin, but when I, after I had her, I was able to lose most of it. And I think I got down to like 116. That became my new normal. Um, but then things happened in my life that started to get stressful. Um, marriage just wasn't working out things were happening that that were not as planned and the stress started to cause me to decrease in appetite so I started to lose weight again and that at that point it wasn't by choice so because you were so like unhappy and stressed it caused you to revert back to like just not eating again right and that was comfortable for you you found comfort in that it was it was just that I didn't even have an appetite. Like, I just wasn't hungry. You just, you just, just like, screw it. Yeah. It was, like, some people have, like, when they're stressed, they eat. And in that stress, I couldn't eat. Like, I just, food, I just wasn't hungry. Yeah. So I started to lose weight. Um, ended up getting pregnant with Kinsley, which I don't regret at all. But at the time, I thought, well, maybe this would, like, revive things. And it, to, it, to save your marriage. To save my marriage. And then um, when I was pregnant with Kinsley, more things happened. Um, they actually put me into the hospital. They thought I was having a heart attack at one point um, just because of the stress that was involved. How did they think that? Um, my heart rate would not come down. Like I had this thump in my chest. It felt like somebody hit me with a basketball. Mm. And one after I felt that thump, my heart rate skyrocketed. And it just I could just be sitting here. And it wouldn't come down. It felt like I had been running. And meanwhile, you were having like a panic attack almost. Right. Meanwhile, I was six months pregnant. Again, not eating. Um, with Kaylin, I gained like 40 pounds. With Kinsley, I gained 20, which is pretty much the baby and the fluid that surrounded her. And yeah, and you were tiny before I was, that. Right. So, so I, you were skin and bones pregnant. Right. With Kinsley. Having a panic attack. And they thought, when I went to the emergency room, they hooked me up to two IVs. Like I got the express lane there was all these other people waiting and they took me first and if you've ever been to the er you normally wait like four to five hours you know i mean you know that time we had kaylin in there for a fever oh my god 
That's another story. <laughs> but just make make that long story short. Brittany is the you are the nicest, like sweetest person I've ever met in my entire life, and you were about to like choke the person behind the deck, the desk. You're just like. I've been here for four hours with a sick child. I don't know if she's okay or gonna die, and you're just sitting there. Like, what are you doing? Like I was like, oh, go get get him. Yeah. I was just sitting there like Kaylin was on my lap, and I was like, don't worry, mommy might kill somebody. Just close your eyes. <laughs> but you're gonna get the care you need. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So anyway, um, and that all came from from just stress that was going on in in my life. A lot of bad things were were happening just I was very depressed I was very anxious I was very stressed not eating pregnant and um they that's what they diagnosed me after being there for hours everything was fine it was just you know after talking to the doctor and telling them what was going on in my life they realized you've got a lot of stress um after I had Kinsley things did not get better I got down to about 106 pounds very quickly. I think I think you're skipping something though. Like, why why were you stressed? I think it's safe to say, to talk about it, right? Or no? I mean, I I guess I can talk about it. You don't have to if you don't want to. Um. I don't want to push you too far. Do you think it's appropriate <laughs> to talk about it? I don't. I don't think we should really. I don't think we. It doesn't matter. We don't hold. It's up to you. Pull no punches. Um. I guess the best way to put it is the girls have a really good biological father Mm -hmm. in the sense that he is very good to them and he takes care of them. Um, However, him and I just weren't good life partners. And because we weren't good life partners, we didn't communicate well. And by not communicating well, um, there were financial secrets um, that I uncovered and those financial secrets was a lot of debt that I did not I did not know about mm. and I was unfortunately co-signed on so you were like you were already unhappy I was already was unhappy like, that was kind of like oh, threw in the tat like yeah. broke the camel's back right you know and I'm not I'm not gonna blame anyone because there's I'm sure you know, I didn't communicate well on things, and I always did the budget and the bills on my own. And um, they say it takes two, but there was just a mass amount of expenses that now needed to be taken care of with a second baby on the way. Yeah. And I didn't, I honestly, at that point, I didn't know how we were going to make it. Um, we had a mortgage, and we had car payments and student loans and all these bills with a hospital bill coming on the way and at that point we were already kind of scraping to get by and now when I put everything in our budget we did not have enough money to pay bills and then also buy groceries yeah so so because of all that stress of like just genuinely like being unhappy and then the stress of finances and all that stuff and that's what like just made you lose your appetite Mm-hmm. And then you got down to 106 You got down to 106 pounds. Um, maybe it was 109 pounds at that point. I got down to 109 pounds. I started running again um, because that was my only escape was when I was on the treadmill. I would go at the time. We had like a finished basement. And I could put the girls in their play area 
in the basement and I could see them from the play area while I was running but it was like the only time that I had in my own thoughts yeah and I could just run out the stress <laughs> so you're, you're like your escape kind of like fed into fed losing into more weight right um and then I, I finally great. you know came up to the nerve to leave which we kind of talked about that last time um but when I moved in with my parents, the divorce did not go well. It was not easy in the beginning. There was a lot of hurdles. Um, obviously, understandably, the the ex-husband was not happy. And that created issues, that created stress. Um, I lost a lot of friends, a lot of friends who only heard his side didn't want to hear my side. I didn't want to tell them my side because, quite frankly, it felt like it wasn't any of their business. Mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to tell the whole world what happened because, at the end of the day, it hurt it. It hurt him more than it hurt me, mm -hmm. and that's not what I wanted to do to the father of my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted to leave and just try to be like, we should just have this even understanding that things aren't working. I'm unhappy. Clearly, you must be unhappy to have this big of a secret. And to not, you know, just be upfront about it. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I lost a lot of friends. Like pretty much all my friends at that time quit talking to me because I was getting a divorce. And they threw the Bible at me and said things like, you know, God wouldn't agree with your decision. And I finally just said, you know, you don't know both sides of the story. I'm not going to waste my time explaining it to you. Yeah, and if you're not going to, yeah, if they're not going to back you and up. And if you were my friend, you, you would, would just. You would back me up no unconditionally. You would just support me. Like, you yeah. wouldn't take sides. You'd be like, that's my friend. I trust her. She's making the right decision for her. Right. She's my friend. Right. <clears throat> but um, really, they were just like, <clears throat> this is not the way it should be. That yeah. That sucks. I mean, I went to church for an entire year to try to fix my marriage. Because that's what people told me to do. So mm -hmm. I did it. I went to church every Sunday for a year. And nothing happened. I did the love dare twice. If anybody knows what that is, it's supposed to be some step-by-step -step process. I, I tried. I offered counseling. Never happened. So, you know, it's over when it's over. And I, I just knew in my heart that that's what I needed to yeah. do. But with that, that freeing feeling I got when I left and my, I went to my parents' house, at the same time, a lot of dark clouds came over because I just, I was constantly getting text messages and phone calls and Facebook messages from very, very negative people. And it was actually um, my mom and my old manager at Sterling who like both kind of sat me down and was like, you just need to get rid of the negativity in your life. So if that means you just that's don't. That's true. That, that goes for every issue. Oh, yeah. Like that, that's not even like. That's so broad and unanimous, like over any kind of issue. Like negative people are cancers, and I, I tried my best to surround myself with, like all oh. you know, all my best oh, friends. Oh yeah, they're, they're the most supportive, supportive, cool people ever. Positive, honest, but yeah. at the same time, they'll tell you the truth even if it hurts. Well, that's what I like about. Them. But they give it to you like in a way that it's constructive yeah. criticism. Except, except for Clark. Clark, Clark is so funny about Clark. Clark That's Matt, different. Matt Clark is my best friend, and when he tries to give me the truth, I disbelieve him when it comes to music. If I play a new song <laughs> that I wrote for Clark and he doesn't like it, that's how I know it's good. <laughs> but you and Clark are also kind of bullies to each other. Oh, for sure. We're but best if, friends. We're brothers. <laughs> but if I had an issue and I wanted Clark's opinion, 
I could chat with him all. about it. Yeah. If I, if my car broke down in California and we're, and Clarkson, Pennsylvania, if I called him and said, hey, man, my car broke down, he'd be, he'd be like, like, I'm on my way. Uh-huh. Like, sure. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so they said, if they're not meant to be your friend, they're not meant to be your friend. So Screw it. for a good bit of time, I actually blocked those people because I didn't want to be sitting at my desk at work in a good mood, like getting stuff done. And I loved the people that I worked with. Um, like things were going well and then to get this message on my phone that was negative so I unfriended them on Facebook I blocked them from messaging me text messaging me for for a really long time mm-hmm. and that helped so you're just like I'm just trying to build my future like I don't have time for this right <laughs> but meanwhile although like I felt like okay I'm making steps forward in my life it was still a very hard transition so yeah. even if it's to better yourself just like when we went self-employed, we were bettering ourselves. Yeah, that was a hard transition. But I can't was, even imagine going through what you went through, and then right after that, doing what right. we, what, what you. <laughs> so oh during, my gosh. during um, the divorce process, that was only supposed to take three months, ended up taking nine months. Mm. Is when I found out that I had to file bankruptcy because of all that debt that was created that I didn't know about. I could not get ahead anytime I would you know I'd make a sale on a home and I would use that commission to pay down debt it didn't matter because the other debt that was my ex-husband's responsibility wouldn't get paid on time or it was still mounting because even if you do make a payment on it you're just paying on interest at this point so the debt kept going up instead of coming down so my credit score kept tanking kept tanking kept tanking and my lawyer's like the only way out is to file bankruptcy, which crushed me, crushed me. Like, I mean, psyche, you remember that. You're like, you're like, that's the worst thing. Like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I remember because you, you thought it was like the worst, like, stigma ever. Like, mm-hmm. you were going to be pinned as the girl that filed bankruptcy. Like, you failed at life. Mm-hmm. Like, and you I'm could like, not do it, and you had to throw in the towel. That's how you felt. Well, and I felt like I'm a real estate agent. Yeah. And although I'm not a financial advisor, who's going to work with a real estate agent that went bankrupt? Yeah. Who can't even, like <laughs> she's going to tell me to buy a house, and she can't even manage her own finances. Like that's yeah, how right. I felt. How's she going to manage mine? So I fought that for a while, but I finally caved in and, and realized that was all I could do. And it wasn't your fault. You had to do right. it to just cut ties, responsibility-wise, from your past. You were focused on the future. Yep, it was the only way. And it was the only way that I could not have to live at my parents' house for the next five years and have them support me and my two kids. Yeah. Like, it was the only way for me to know that I could get an apartment and move out and take care of them on my own was with if I got, if I got rid of that debt. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly... I didn't create that debt, so I had to remind myself that it wasn't my fault. So I think, but at the end of the the whole point of telling you this is, through all of that, I kept losing weight yeah. because I was stressed and I was going through a lot. And although I had found Ben in the midst of that, and I was starting to feel happy, at the same time I had gotten down to at that point when I met Ben, I was a hundred and three pounds. I was a size zero, and yeah. they were big on me. And you're you're kind of like uncovering this like, this, I don't know what it is, but I, this realization that I just have about you and like a lot of other people, probably feel like, when you were like the most unhappy, with the way that your life was going, you were the most happy with the way that you you looked. Yes. Right. Yeah. 
And then... Because I was like, wow, I keep, I'm, I've lost <clears throat> all this weight. I'm a size zero. I'm smaller than I was in high school. Yeah. I... You're like, you're like, damn, I look good, but I don't want to talk about what's going on in my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was super stressed. Yeah. But at the same time, you're right. Like, I could walk into a store and I would get an extra small and it was too big. And that made you happy. And I, I, that was a good problem to have. Why? Why did that make you happy? I don't know. Because I looked like the models in the magazines. Like, that's what I looked like. Yeah. In my opinion. The only thing... You're like, like, you're like whatever she's wearing, I could fit into that. Yeah, like, I could look good in that. Like, I just yeah. felt like I could wear a bikini and not have to worry about, like, when I sat down, if fat would hang over. Like, and that bothered you. Yeah. Even the slightest little... I did not like mm. you to be able to pinch anything you wanted you wanted a goddamn slate mm-hmm. for a stomach yeah but at the same time i was also going to the gym because that was my stress relief yeah so i wasn't eating i was going to the gym every day just but about. you just you were like yo fuck this <laughs> <laughs> fuck this one i just ah, i'm so unhappy like, so but then things started looking up um i was eating more because you and I were together and you were taking me out to dinner and we were making dinner together when I stayed with you. Yeah, so as you got happier and more comfortable with your life, you got you started to gain weight. I started again. to put weight back. Because on. we were doing fun things together like going out to eat and having a drink on a Wednesday night or you know, just having Wine fun. Wine got introduced into my yeah. life. And then and we'd, we'd, yeah, and we'd be out to dinner and we'd be like, oh, it's so great. I'm having a great time. The waitress asked if we want dessert and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> Bring <laughs> it. Next thing you know, <laughs> the scale's going up. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that. So like, as you got happier, like, why did you, like you, to, in my eyes, you went from being super skinny, like super, like almost unhealthily skinny. I didn't notice at the time but now I see pictures of you now and then I see pictures of you then and I'm like wow like you were skin and bones mm-hmm. and you look so much healthier now mm-hmm. but like it's so it's so funny because like a lot of a lot of people I feel like struggle with like the fact that they want to eat and they can't lose weight and their their problem is that they they weigh too much and they're trying to get skinny and you, and your problem was like you were happy being one hundred pounds, and it's you struggled with gaining weight, like even if you wanted to, at first. At first, yeah. But now, it was just it's just kind of opposite. Like we, like a lot of people are large and struggle to lose weight, and you were skinny and struggled to gain weight. <laughs> and then when I did gain gain weight, I struggled with the fact that I gained. You struggled weight. with coping with it, mm-hmm. even though you looked better and you stood and you look better now. I think. I know you don't think. Mm-mm. You still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the first time when I started to realize that my pants didn't fit, I started to be like, okay, I need to eat less or I need to work out more. But going self-employed, it was making it like more and more difficult to always find time to work out. And we got sick there for a while. Like Kaylin brought home colds and we kind of got out of our routine for a little bit. But we were still... And at this point, you when you moved in, which was almost right away, after I got the apartment, like we were cooking all the time, and mm-hmm. now it wasn't every other week that I was eating when I was with you. It was all, <laughs> it time. Was at, oh, all the time because when I was at my parents' house, um, I didn't eat too much because 
Like I wasn't happy there. Not because I, you know, I love my parents and I needed them, but I wasn't happy when I was alone. So I didn't feel the need to eat. But when I was with you, we would eat. We would always eat. Because I you am eat. the opposite of you. Yeah. Like, but after... You were trying to consume 1,200 calories a day, and I'm trying to consume 6,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I gotta go to the gym, and I gotta eat to get bigger and stronger. And you're just over here, like, eating two bites of popcorn for dinner. Yeah. Like, like, like look at you. You're doing it right now. Well, and it's funny, because... <laughs> Whenever it was like what this fall, and I finally made like, like I admitted to you, or no, it was winter. I was like, Ben, I need new clothes. Yeah. And so Ben took me to the outlets to go shopping. And at this point now, I'm at 122. Okay. So I went from 103 pounds to 122 pounds, which is a healthy weight for my body size. I'm five foot three. And. I kept telling myself, this is good for you. Like, you needed this. Like, you just mm-hmm. eat now. Like, that's the difference. Like, you actually eat. But then I would start nitpicking. Like, well, the other night we had pizza. Like, I could have had salad. Or I had peanut butter and jelly. Like, I didn't have to have the jelly on there. Yeah. And you and still I would, you count every calorie mm-hmm. now. Still. Yeah. I have an app. I plug in all my food. Or, well, if I didn't have that glass of wine. Or, like, I would really, I would start to punish <laughs> you myself. You do, like, a cost-benefit analysis after every day? <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, yeah, I had fun when I had that glass of wine and it helped me just kind of like the day. But then, but now I'm 200 calories over my daily limit and now I'm just going to gain more weight. Like I, it's, it's a very hard mental struggle. Like I want to eat and have fun and drink and have fun. But then I also want to be skinny and like you really yeah. can't do both. And I just, I just, from my perspective, like on the other side of you, like I just saw you get back to what your natural, like your human body weight should be mm-hmm. i think everybody has like a natural baseline mm-hmm. and i think you're just now getting there but you're struggling because your baseline for so long when you were unhappy was 106 because i was yeah i was under 110 pounds yeah for, for so long like 10 years yeah and now i was putting weight back you were, on you were were you stressed for 10 years like unhappy for 10 years or were you like like that's where your baseline started and then i would say like I just got a little obsessive with the working out mm. and I thought that I was eating healthy and then stress started unfortunately early on in my marriage. So you gaining weight now is like pretty recent of you breaking out of your shell in the in a whole like timeline. Mhm. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it was that long. Yeah. It was a very long time. And it's it's So weird. so Go living ahead. like that for that long, seeing myself one way very skinny and now putting on this weight although healthy for me it's still very hard mentally like how many times would we go to the outlets and we were supposed to buy me clothes and we would just leave and i and i would i would literally so stressful i would literally cry in the dressing room because i could not handle the fact that i wasn't a size zero anymore wasn't a size two anymore and in some stores not a size four anymore and i started to get a little frustrated because mm-hmm. ever since we started being together you you were always asking me how do I look how do I look you know and I'm like beautiful like I love the way you look and then as you started to gain weight you would just disagree with me I would be like you'd be like how do I look and I'd be like you look beautiful you look great let's go and you'd be like you're just saying that because you love me like I look terrible and it got it got frustrating for me because it would take us an extra 30 minutes to get out of the house because 
you would just be in front of the mirror like, it's hanging. Look at my butt. <laughs> and I'm just like, babe, oh my God. Like, I wish you saw what I saw. Like, I don't know where you're just formulating this like phantom obeseness. And I it never was, thought I was obese. Uh, you know what I mean. But like, I, that, was, that was how I was feeling at the time. I was, you know, it's just like after, after so many times of, you know, trying to be like supportive and telling you you're beautiful, like after so many times of you disagreeing with me or like not accepting my compliments or asking me, me telling you the truth, and then you'd be like, you're lying. Like I started to get frustrated mm-hmm. and we actually got into not, not an argument, but like we would be chippy and I, <clears throat> you'd come out and you'd be like, babe, does this make me look fat? I don't know. It's so tight. I don't fit through it. And I'm like, babe, are, are we really going to do this again today? We did this the past every day this week. You've come out of that bathroom and you asked me how you looked and you were upset and you were mad. And I was like, this is rubbing off on me. Like your, your frustration in front of the mirror is frustrating me. So like we had that, that whole thing where we had to like out for a long time, I was trying to tell you like, babe, like you, you just need to accept that. Like you're happy now Mm -hmm. and that this is the new you and you got to leave that all behind. Mm -hmm. And you just didn't want to, you were like, screw that. Like, excuse me. You're like, I'm getting back to 106 because we met when you were 106 pounds and you were That's afraid right. that you were going to gain weight yeah. during the divorce part. And you were afraid that like, if you gained weight, I was going to find you unattractive. And that's not how love works, Brittany. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. We know that. It really took me until when I saw that one picture when I was helping Jen move. How thin you looked. I I mentioned that earlier. And I was like, and I saw that picture and I was like, my legs bowed. Yeah. And it was, and my face looked like a skeleton. Like my cheeks were caved in and I wasn't wearing makeup that day. So it wasn't bronzer like it wasn't contouring (laughs) it was just that was me I was super skinny and then I looked at a photo of us with the sunglasses and I was like I do look better like I do look healthier healthier you you look hotter and it just took me to see those photos like side by side like that and that's why I shared it on Facebook for those who follow me on Facebook like that's why I did that because I was like you know what there's other women out there who are struggling with what I struggle with right now which is once being super skinny and having to face the fact that healthy is not skinny because yeah. it's not. I had more illness, I had more colds, more illnesses when I was that skinny because my body couldn't fight anything. It had yeah. nothing to fight with. You had an ounce of fat mm-hmm. on your body and it was your earlobe. And I also, <laughs> I also just had to have had to realize that being able to enjoy life is much more important than the size on my pants. Now, that's easier said than done. Like, I can yeah. tell you that right now. But I, I still have days where sometimes when I have a little bit of a struggle, like buttoning my pants or, you know, because they just came out of the dryer. So they're a little <laughs> snug. And I'm like, they're tight. You're, you're like, I had a donut yesterday. Look. Oh, my God. And I'm you like, know, it's, it's and a I'm work like, in progress. My brain is not going to change overnight. But I at yeah. least real I have that realization of... This is so much more worth it, you know? Yeah. So I'd rather have balance. The balance of eating healthy most of the time, but being able to have pizza once a week. Yeah. And working out most days, but not every day. Yeah. And being able to have a glass of wine 
maybe one or two nights a week or being able to go to a family picnic and being able to try what everybody brought versus like mm-hmm. only having the carrots. And if dad cooks prime rib, <laughs> we're eating prime God rib. God damn it, you're having prime rib. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's but, it also comes down to too like we have two little girls and I don't want them following those same footsteps. So if they constantly only would see mom eat like a little bit of salad and working out all the time, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah. They're eventually going to do the same thing because they're going to be like, well, mom said that's healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really not. It's about finding balance and it's about. It's it's healthy. Think, if, it's healthy if you're happy as hell and that's that's just the what, what your body thrives on. But if you're doing it and you're not able to enjoy life, that's unhealthy. Right. It's unhealthy I, for your psyche. Yeah. I was, I think I was more depressed more than I was happy. Mm-hmm. Because I was, I was definitely skipping out on a lot of fun activities because I didn't want to gain weight. Yeah. So let me ask you this, because I had, I didn't know which one it was, which one was more important to you for like the longest time. I didn't know if you cared more about the way you looked in the mirror and the way you felt or the number on the scale. Like for example, like if you were like super like toned up skin like hot but the scale said you were 130 would you be like yo screw that no or like if you were if you were like i don't know like skinny fat at 100 pounds would would that bother you or like i didn't i never i didn't know because you were like to me most times you would just be looking like you were in the best shape that i've seen you in and the scale went up two pounds and you were pissed about it like pissed. And um, I'm like, you look hotter. What are you talking about? I think I think I'm pissed because I'm not looking at the scale rising because of muscle. I look at it as because I had a donut the other day. Yeah, but but the the reality was when you were working out, we were doing weight training and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you were gaining weight and losing fat, you the number goes up because muscle weighs more than fat. Sci- yeah. Scientifically. I think it's more of my pant size. Yeah. Your um, pant size, like if you fit into the same pants that you've fit into for a long time, like that's the deal breaker. If you don't fit into your pants, you're pissed. Yeah. Even if it's like extreme hotness, toned butt and legs, if you don't fit into those pants, you're pissed. I don't know. I really, I can't Why? answer that. I can't answer that. Huh. Maybe it is just how I look in the mirror. Cause when, even when I'm naked, I look in the mirror and I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, I, so I look in a mirror and I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, all I no. see is fat around my belly button, fat underneath my butt. I call it a double butt. <laughs> <laughs> cellulite, which is hereditary. I've had that even at my skinniest, actually. I had cellulite on my thighs. Um, well, I think it's super hot. But I think it's just that. It's because my body doesn't look like the swimsuit models. My body doesn't look like. I don't look like a bodybuilder. I don't look like Zac Efron. I don't like That's it. the first name I thought of. I don't That's know why weird. I said it's because we watched that movie. Yeah, we just. What was that called? The Ted Bundy movie? The. It was a quote. I don't know what it was. But anyway. Oh, yeah, it was like evil and murderous or something. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. But basically. That guy's ripped, though. I'm not. I'm not that. I don't want you no, to be that. No. You want me to be soft. So when you lay your head on my chest, it's gushy. 
and, it's I, and, and it's comfy. And I want you to be happy with your weight, so I got a whole lot to grab onto. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think at the end of the day, because the funny thing is, is I only think that about myself. When I see women bigger than me, I'm always thinking to myself, like, they're beautiful. And they carry themselves well. And they look awesome in their clothes. And why wouldn't I? Like, and they wear things that I want to wear. And I'm sitting here like, why am I thinking that? Like, I'm so harsh on myself. Meanwhile, I, I don't think skinny is beautiful. Confidence is beautiful. But that's what I don't have. Well, when you do have it is when you're at your sexiest. And I think that's that's why, like, some, like, like larger women and, like, bigger dudes can be very, very attractive. Because confidence, if you exude confidence, I think that that is unanimously attractive. No matter what you look like. Like, obviously, there's, a, there's an aspect of physical attraction that results in people, like, falling in love or you know, going out on the first date and, like, wanting to talk to this person at the bar or being nervous around them because they're, they're physically attractive. But I think even more than that is confidence. If you exude confidence, you, yeah. but you I just have the ability to control a conversation a little bit better, you know? I guess. But I don't exude confidence when it comes time to how I look at all. So, Sometimes you do. So then you shouldn't find me attractive at all. I do find true. you attractive because I... <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You, baby, when I met you, you exuded confidence. You know why? Because you were wasted. <laughs> when I first met you, you had a couple beers in you and you were the most confident person in the room. I was also 106 pounds. Yeah, I know, but like... You, you... I'm not saying it's a double-edged sword when you say that comment. I guess, I guess that's true. Well, I guess you had confidence then because you like the way you look. Mm-hmm. But that, but you were unhappy. So that that's interesting too. You had more confidence because you were happy with your appearance. Mm-hmm. But your, now there's your life things. was not where it needed to be. No. So like, you think you have less confidence now than you did then? Depends on what you're talking about. I don't know. In general, I have more confidence when I'm talking about real estate. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at that. Um, I think you have more confidence in the ability to talk about where you came from and where yeah. you are now. Like you're, you, because you used to, I used to, like we're in front of a camera right now yeah. and we're filming this whole thing. I used to have to fight Brittany mm-hmm. to get in front of a camera or like if I pointed it at her, she would run. It was you, like, you were so yeah. not into that and now you're just, you're building it. Mm-hmm. I think I now. am learning to be comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. I am learning to realize that this is the way that my body should be, not at 103 pounds. So it's just, it's just, a, it takes, it takes time and I can be good for several days, but then I have one bad day and that one bad day sometimes is really hard. Yeah. But then I get myself out of it. It's just kind of like quitting smoking. Oh. It, it, I really think it is. It's, it's. You have a couple of days where you're like, I don't want a cigarette. That's something I can relate to because I want a cigarette right now. I, I haven't had a cigarette for seven days mm-hmm. now. Seven days. I was and I was before that. I was smoking a, a pack every three days mm-hmm. or something. A lot so, of people. A lot of people know that about me, but a lot of people that that just follow me online, like they don't know that I smoke cigarettes. And it got to a point where like I was just 
you you hated it. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't mind it. You didn't mind me smelling like cigarettes. You I didn't, didn't mind, mind that he cigarette. smoked. You hated. I hated how much it interrupted our life. Yeah. Or like how many times he'd be like, "Come outside with me," and like I wanted to be with him, but it was also thirty degrees outside, and I didn't feel like sitting on the balcony. Yeah, and you and... would just be like, "Let's watch a movie and cuddle." I don't. I don't like. Why do you need to leave for ten minutes? Why? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. And then I would get tired and like just want to fall asleep then because then yeah. I was just sitting there waiting and I'd get bored. But I mean, it's the same thing. It's an addiction. It is. I got addicted to the way I looked and it's just a mental, a mental thing of reminding myself that skinny is not healthy. And I'm definitely an advocate for that. Like it is not. To be skinnier doesn't necessarily mean healthier. So, I've known of women who got gastric bypass and lost the weight way too quickly and now they have diabetes. Uh, it's balancing. And I think it's it's just finding... I don't ever think there's a perfect way to balance. I do think it's balancing. Some days you're good. Some days maybe you allow yourself to have pizza. So if, if anything other than that, what would you say to somebody that has the same issue as you? That they are beautiful and that they have to stop looking in the mirror for reassurance. And what if they look at you and say, easy for you to say? Or, like, they just disagree with you. Because so you did that to me a lot. Because mm-hmm. I told you that. Mm-hmm. And you were just like, whatever, you're just saying that. That's 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 why I asked you that question. Because I was like, I feel like everybody that has what you, the issue that you have, has a rebuttal to compliments. I think, as humans, we are all naturally harder on ourselves. And I think that's in, well, every, sure. in every aspect of life. So that's why you just need to quit looking in the mirror so hard. Yeah, I think it because was... nobody. If you think about it, when you look in a mirror at yourself, nobody's looking at you the way you're looking at yourself. Like nobody's getting this close to you. Yeah, and nobody's like looking at your armpit hairs. And like, yeah, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's staring at you so hard that they can notice that your stomach goes out over your pants just a little bit. Like nobody's paying that close attention. Yeah, but you, because you're your worst critic, and I think that's all I would say, and that it just takes time. Yeah. And that unless your doctor is telling you that you need to lose weight, even then, sometimes, tell them to go F it. Like, you know your body better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're comfortable in the skin you're in, then you're beautiful. And if you're not comfortable, and maybe it's you're underweight and you need to gain weight, you just need to keep, like, I just have to keep reminding myself, skinny is not healthy, skinny is not healthy. And the people in those magazines that we see, they're fake. That they don't really look like that in person. Or, or if they do, They're it not takes happy. a... Like, those people that look like that, that's their job. That's their full-time job. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hard, you know? Yeah. It's not it's not easy, and it's not for everybody. If, if, if you're one of those people, I think, that, like, you love working out and you love eating healthy and doing those things kind of, like, makes you happy and you get a lot of joy out of doing that, that's, that's all fine and great. Go do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're one of those people that's just like, I can't have a glass of wine today, or I can't uh, have a cheesesteak sandwich from the local pizza shop because that's not going to make me, I'm going to get ugly for doing that, even though I'm going to enjoy it. Like, if you're one of those people, I think that goes back to our first podcast where you just got to own yourself and do you, you Mm -hmm. know? I think everybody, I think everyone, (laughs) a lot of people, including myself a lot of times, have an issue with what other people think Mm -hmm. or what you think other other people people think when really like you could be the one like sitting in the cafeteria at college or high school 
And like for some reason you think everyone's looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. You're the world does not revolve around you. Nobody's like I don't know how to say that. You're not I the center of the universe and not, say, everybody's not looking at you and judging you all the time. Yeah, I don't think it's the the world doesn't revolve around you because I don't think those people think that. I think those people are just worried. Yeah. And they're just self conscious. That's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe time, I did. I did. I probably did say that way wrong. It was wrong, a little harsh, I? but I think that's okay. <laughs> that's um, how I felt in college. At, at one when I, I smoked weed and went into the cafeteria, and this is why I said this. I thought everybody in the cafeteria was looking at me. Nobody was looking. Nobody at was me. looking at you. <laughs> no. And like that's because I had a like when when you smoke weed, you get paranoid and you have for real self confidence issues. And like me being a person that doesn't struggle with that on a regular basis, like that was my run in with that mm. or something like that. I can I can honestly say like my self confidence was was at the bottom when that one day when I was high in the cafeteria surrounded by people. I, like if my best friend could have came up to me and said, "What's up, man?" I would have been like, "Nothing, stop!" Like, <laughs> is that bad? I don't know. <laughs> That's just how I felt. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But. I don't know. So I cool. also, I used to not be able to tell people about the bankruptcy. Um, and now I can. Because now I realized the more people I talk about it, the more people who have actually gone through it. Yeah. Um, you can come back from that. It's actually not as bad as it used to be. Like 20 years ago, bankruptcy was like the end of the world. And now I can buy a house in three years. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's not terrible. My credit score has already gone up over a hundred points because um, I've been working really hard. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, that there, right there, what we're talking about right now is one of my issues. Man, <laughs> that's another podcast, I guess. Another but, podcast. Well, just stay tuned because my credit score is like one. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> but it's, it's low. bad. When, it's when low. I grew up, I had no idea. I never learned how to use the bank system, and I always thought it was like. BS. I was just like, ain't nobody, they ain't gonna come for me. They got bigger fish to fry. I don't care about those bills. Like, screw it. I'm not gonna pay. Next thing you know, yeah, like ben, the IRS is actually, like, they're ready to, to mess with me. The IRS is garnishing Ben's tax return. Yeah, so that's not good. But we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I might possibly be the worst person with financials. With fi- financials. And Brittany might possibly be the best <laughs> so hey how you doing i'm ben nice to meet you fix me i am <laughs> you're beautiful that's why we have a budget now <laughs> yeah that we look at together yep we don't i don't do that alone no because I'm, I'm learning like i'm literally like i if i was learning how to ride a bike my training wheels are still on the bike mm-hmm. when it comes to finances and then you know budgeting and using banks and accounts and all this stuff like i literally i'm 28 years old guys i don't know shit well but i do i do now mm-hmm. at least a little bit yeah we have a financial advisor and we're we're working on all the things that we need to work on you help me with self-confidence I help you with budget. Yeah. And, <laughs> and laundry. <laughs> and cleaning. Hey, I'm getting better at that. You are getting better at that. You did the yeah. dishes today. And you're getting better at not cleaning too much. Yeah, that was another thing. Yeah. When when I first uh, started living with Brittany, like every day she would take a toothbrush to the wall. Okay. Not that bad. <laughs> but like she was OCD like... 
I vacuumed everything, almost every day. Every day. Everything had a place. If something was out of place. I had to wipe everything down almost every day. Yeah. And, you know, to make a long story short, our, our home did not feel like a home. It felt like a model. And I didn't like it. I mean, I am a realtor. I know. Staging is kind of like but I'm a an essential part I'm a of my human. job. So for some reason, I had this feeling like my home had to be photo ready. Like stage photo ready. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Ben has been helping Dave do like real estate videos. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, tisk on Dave for not telling that seller to take the lotion off of his counter. <laughs> yeah, I just, did, I just did my first like high-end real estate shoot. It was a and great video. And I filmed video. the bathroom and there was like lotion on the counter. And Brittany's like, I would have never got that in the shop. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> it looks good. But my eyes can catch those things. Because like I trained to do that. Like you're trained to do that. And like, I guess, and I grew up that way too. Like my mom's a very clean person. She's OCD about cleaning. So I kind of got that from her. Mm-hmm. And then I took it to the next level when I got into real estate. And then I was like, well, if I'm a realtor, like same thing with the bankruptcy thing, like people aren't going to want to work with me if I can't keep my home looking pretty when I'm telling them to pretty up their home for showings. Like I got to have my house show ready too. Yeah. And I'm the opposite of this. Meanwhile, that's not true. It's okay. <laughs> I'm the only one that notices that there's coffee grounds on that coffee bar. Oh, you, I wasn't going to say nothing. I'm just saying. I'm the only one. I'm surprised you noticed because you never go over there. Yes, I do. I add cream and sugar. Sometimes. I, I make coffee for Brittany every morning. And I For those of you up. men that don't do that for your females, you're losing out on so many brownie points. It's not even <laughs> funny. It's so easy to do. It's so easy. <laughs> That's like a cheat code. That's a life hack. Mm-hmm. Wake up five minutes earlier than your wife and make her coffee. Life hack. You will not argue about half the shit yeah. that you probably argue about. <laughs> Go ahead. Show everybody your early Father's Day present. My early Father's Day present. I got that. <laughs> that is a smart watch. Want to know how it happened? I broke my phone, so I got a smart watch. That's the short story. The long version is I broke my phone. I needed a new one. My phone quit working. And, her, and she needed a new one, too. So we went together, and with our upgrade and both getting new phones... This smartwatch was going to be, it was only $100. And uh, we both knew, come on, come on. (laughs) Brittany, I got Brittany a Fitbit for Mother's Day. So I knew (laughs) I was getting a Fitbit for Father's Day. And a Fitbit is $100. This thing does probably one-fifth of what this smartwatch does for $100. What's up? Yeah, so, so meanwhile, I get the cheaper $100 item that does last, and Ben gets... I get this ballin' like, home entertainment <laughs> system that straps in my wrist, and it's awesome. I do love it. Today's the first day that I had it on, and I love it. It's comfortable. It just... Everything just... It goes straight to my watch. I don't have to have my big-ass Galaxy Note 8 in my gym shorts pocket all the time, <laughs> Yeah, which is nice. But, okay... So, you know, I hope I hope if any of you listening that have self-confidence issues, weight issues, benefited something from this, uh, I think our next podcast is going to be a fun one. Uh, we wanted to just kind of like, we didn't want our podcast to be just BS. We wanted to really touch on some real, I think, like real issues that like we struggle with. Yeah, you know? I think it comes down to is you are not alone because I always thought I was. Yeah. But when I put that 
photo on Facebook, so many people commented, like, I deal with weight struggles every day. Yeah, so we knew. And because I thought I was going to get backlash. Like, people were going to be like, you're too skinny to have to, like, worry about weight gain. But really, I got a lot of really great feedback of just women saying, I struggle with this every day too. And I think it's great that you're putting this out there. And you're right, skinny is not healthy, but it's still a struggle. And I was, it was well received and well respected. That was one of the things that kind of led us to being like, yo, we should like do videos. Yeah. Cause like, I think that was one of the kickers for us doing the podcast. Cause we're like, man. We've gone. Through... I always thought that you could be an inspiration because you inspire me. So like, um, I, you do, you do. I'm I'm serious about that. I'm not just saying that to like, could, you know, you you're a very inspiring person, and I feel like your lack of wanting to be in front of a camera is a sh like, it's a shame. I feel like you need to share yourself with everybody. So that's why we're doing this. It's pretty much, ha, Brittany. <laughs> I love you. I think I love you. Well, I know I love you, but I think that... Why would you say that like, I don't know? I <laughs> like, gonna, I'm still thinking no, about it. I was going to say I think about a different topic, and then okay. you said that before my thought could come out. Mm, sorry. I was just going to say that I think um, we've both gone through hard times that other people have gone through, but that people don't like to talk about. No, because it's like embarrassing or... They, or it's they like, think that somebody's going to judge them for going through that. Like, ha ha, you or, went through that, not me. You're or they loser. don't like, have anyone to talk to. That's true, too. That's another part of it. Like, if you don't have someone to talk to, it just feels good to know that there's other people who went through it and came out on the other side mm -hmm. okay. And we're doing more than okay. We're still kind of fighting a little uphill battle with, you know, being self-employed and stuff. And I'm still kind of overcoming my self-confidence issues, but we're improving every single day and yeah. we're getting better at our jobs every single day. We're getting better at balancing life every single day. I think if, uh, we, we've been down that road, we've been down to the bottom of the valley, if that makes any sense. Right. And we're climbing back up the mountain. And for those of you who are descending into that valley or are at the bottom of that valley, like you're not gonna stay there. But you do have to do something about it. You do have to do something. You have about to work it. your ass off, and whether it's mentally or physically, to, to get yourself out of there. And as long as you do that and you have the motivation and will to, to do it, like you're gonna be just fine. So don't don't wait for like tomorrow to come and all of a sudden it's gonna be better because it's And not. don't wait until Monday. Everybody's don't, always no. like, Oh, I'll start Monday. No. Like just what do you, if, what you don't do today do it, never happens. Just do it now. And, you know, the best decision oftentimes is not the easy decision. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Do you want to ans answer a couple questions? Yeah, we'll do a quick Q&A right. so, as per the Facebook request. Yeah, we, we didn't know if we should do like a whole podcast of Q&A. So like I just went right before we started this podcast, I just went on and I picked three random questions and we wrote them down. So <laughs> we're going to answer these. Dawn Carmichael Graff says, uh, she's pretty much says, try parent, you're, you guys are try parenting. How, mm -hmm. how do you make it work? Meaning, um, I am a stepdad and Brittany is a biological mother. They, uh, the girls, Caitlin and Kinsley both have a biological father who is a great father. He's in the picture. Uh, for those, a lot of people, I think I made a post one time. And somebody said something about like, oh, it's so awesome that you step into the, the real father's shoes and take his place. And like, that's not at all how it is. I don't want anybody he, to think that. Um, 
they the girls have a great dad who's very involved. Yeah. Ben just is a great stepfather who's also well, very you. involved. Yeah. And I just we we like to yeah. He loves them like they're his own. <laughs> they're very loved girls and that's one of the things that we talk to them about is um, sometimes it comes up with, you know, our family's different than other people's families because Kaylin's only in kindergarten, so um, she hasn't been exposed to different types of families. And so we had to kind of have that talk that some families have two parents, three parents, four parents. Some little boys and girls live with grandparents, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. some have two moms, some have two dads. And we just kind of went over this whole thing that all families look different. And the the best part is, is they get to be loved by so many more people because not only are they loved by mom and dad, they're loved by their stepdad and they're loved by their Mimi and <laughs> his grandparents, Mama and Papa and his family. You know, they have two families. They, they have two three families. whole different families. Well, yeah, three, three families. families. Um, so they have so much love. And I think that like it was apparent. Um, we noticed it for the first time when, when Kaylin, the oldest one, five, like she starts to realize that, holy crap, birthday comes around huh i'm getting mad gifts like <laughs> yeah. like she'll, she'll be like uh well let's use christmas morning for for example that that was a rough one for you but like we, yeah, we won't get into yeah. to that but the, the fact of the matter was w- the girls woke up christmas morning here um opened up the gifts had the magical experience of like christmas morning mm-hmm. and i got to experience what it was like to be christmas morning with like a family for the first time ever and it was awesome and i loved it and then as soon as they were done with presents shoop, out the door they went to dad's house and we were just like Phew. and kaylin was the one that wanted to go you know why because she opened up her last present was like this is awesome oh uh, can i go to dad's i know there's more presents over there like yeah. i know there is <laughs> yeah, Santa went there too. Yeah, yeah. So that um, that that's one thing that's that's kind of tough. Splitting holidays is 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 yeah. tough. But you just I think the main thing for for being a tri parent or like you know split families is just communication, and and making things work because nobody's life really. And we're we're all still learning. We're kind of it's like a work in progress because it is still kind of new. Um, like Kaylin went to school this year. Like sometimes things get sent home when she's at dad's, or they get sent home when she's at moms like picture day or like field day announcements like things like that so we try to take pictures of it and send it to each other so that way like we both realize important dates of things yeah um if i got something sent home in the mail for her that he should probably know about like i try to make sure i take a picture of it and send it to him mm-hmm. but it's it's a work in progress because you're also dealing with two little kids who they're five and two. They're five and two, so like they don't remember to pack their shoes in their bag. So no, then, because because how could they? They're they're five and two. They're right. Kids. So then it's. I don't remember that stuff. I'm 28. Right. So then it's <laughs> you know at six o'clock in the morning, you're trying to get them ready, yourself ready for work, like your everyday routine. And oh crap, today's Wednesday, so that means you're going to your dad's house. Now I also got to remember to send this, this, and this. So it's just, I think it's a constant work in progress, and and we're all working to to make it better but it's you know we we try to be respectful um there's different rules at my house than at dad's house and the that's girls, what i was gonna say if the there's girls one know big that, thing i think um parents need to understand and respect 
that rules are different in each household mm-hmm. and, and we don't control you, what yeah. happens over there and, and they don't control what happens over here and, and it's as just... much as you try to agree on these are the rules uh that's not always how it goes right so you just got to respect it and and the kids will come to learn that it's, and, a, it's obviously a transition but they'll learn yeah. they're smart and you kids are a lot to... smarter than you than you give them credit for you just have to let go of the fact that you can't control what happens in the other house too. Yeah. And as long as you stand by your rules here, the kids are smart and they adapt. It took them a little bit, but then they started to realize what time bedtime was at mom's and what time bedtime is at dad's. And Bedtime is no problem now. Our, yeah. Wow. It used to be a big issue. We did sleep training and we stuck to it. And really it's just being consistent. Mm-hmm. If you're consistent, they figure it out. But I think respect and and communication are the best two things I can suggest for the tri-parenting thing. Word. Okay. Second question comes from Amanda McCary. Name a song that makes you think of each other. (laughs) Clarence Carter. That makes you think of me? Because you always play it. I'll be stroking. Mm. (laughs) I stroke it to the east and I stroke it to the west. I stroke it to the woman that I love the best. I'll be stroking. You said that was going to be our wedding song. That's going to be our wedding song. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, your dad's going to be horrified. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm just going to grab onto your booty and bounce up and down. Like, I'll be stroking. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, I hope he doesn't listen to this. I don't know. What other songs make you think of me? Silver Wings by Merle Haggard. That is Brittany's favorite song. And of all time. I can't not think of you when I hear that song. Like, yeah. I learned... I didn't learn the whole thing. Well, I did. I just... You need to. I need to. There's only, like, seven words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a short song. Yeah. So, Silver Wings by Merle Haggard is, is the one that I think of Britney for. Um, third question. Margaret Kaufman Dunnan. How do you keep your careers, goals, relationships, and kids from getting too confusing and insane? And the answer to that is... Systems. Applications. <laughs> we have a system for our system. Google um, Calendar. Mint for finances. Uh, uh, QuickBooks self-employed. Uh, that's it. There's there more. Um, There's probably more. I don't know. What am we I thinking have, of? We do Peapod. Oh, Peapod. Yeah, <laughs> we Peapod. Do. We get our groceries delivered. So basically, the, at try, the end try, of- try taking two kids to get a pack of hot dogs at Giant. Try it. Yeah. Try it. I dare. I bet you a million dollars. You walk out with way more than a pack of freaking hot dogs. And, and like, <laughs> and you'll spend taking, an hour there. Yeah, instead of it being a five-minute run. Next thing you know, your careers—you're getting fired because you spend too much time at the grocery store. No, I'm just kidding. Basically, at serious, the end of the day, it's just you simplify, simplify, simplify. If you can do something to make it easier and quicker, a lot of times we sacrifice um, maybe cost over or yeah. We go for convenience is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we'll spend the extra dollar for convenience. Um, When it comes time to grocery delivery, though, the $7 we pay for delivery, I think we save. $8. I think we save because we're not getting tempted by everything that's in. Like we meal. That's the biggest thing that that I love doing. We meal plan. Meal plans. um, That helps. And like basically Sunday nights are meal planning and calendar review. 
So that's when we're looking at our calendar. Now, both of our jobs... We sound so boring. I know we do. <laughs> but that's true. Like, this is what keeps this you afloat like in 2019. This is what keeps you afloat in 2019. Meal planning and calendar review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> both of our jobs mean that appointments can pop up throughout the week. So just because you look at it Sunday doesn't mean it's not going to change. But at least gives us a pretty big overview. If I have, If we have an evening that's stacked full of appointments or like on days that he has band practice, like we can meal plan around that. That's going to make it the easiest for our schedules. Yeah, and then once we meal plan, we know what we're going to have. Then we just go to Peapod. We pick out the ingredients or items that we need for that week. It comes straight to the house. We don't have any extra filler. We're not buying candy bars at the checkout because the kids grab them. We're not buying extra toys that they play with for five minutes and then they go in the trash because they can't leave the store mm -hmm. without it. We're not spending an hour and a half twice a week at a grocery store because we have to go, we have to take the kids and uh, we forgot something the first time and we have to go back. Right. Like we don't do that anymore. And that hour and a half, both of us make way more than $8 an hour. Yeah. So why not just spend that to have them delivered right to our door in the most efficient way possible? Like it's just about efficiency to keep everything yeah. in track. Like, and we live you know. by our calendars. Like yeah. we have it color coded so Ben knows when he, it's a shared calendar. We can share a Google Blue calendar. is for small town titans. <laughs> yeah. And purple is Ben and the whole family. So yes, he knows family. that that is a family commitment. Um, that he needs to be a part of. Pink means it's something with the girls. I love the way you say pink. And he pink. can be a part of it if he can, but it's one of those things that are, if you know there's something going on with the band, that can be a priority. But just so you know, this is what's happening. It's penciled in. It's Yeah, it's penciled in. Yeah. But purple is family. Pink is girls related. And um, what is it for you? Uh, my calendar is a different color pink for like my appointments. Yeah, it's like a mauve. Yeah, I like pink, I like pink, so it's like different. Pink. <laughs> yeah, pink and gray. Sometimes they like on my calendar, your lie. small town Titans events are gray. Oh, mine are blue. Yeah, yeah. But we do that so that way I know, like, okay, Ben has a show Saturday, so like, don't plan something that I would like him to be there with on that day. So yeah. we just efficiency, efficiency, and communication. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and, and transparency. We're always very transparent with That's the last question. For those of you who watch, you can see how bad my handwriting is. I have to scribble a bunch of stuff out. But anyway, <laughs> thanks for, for listening. Those of you who are listening, thanks for listening and watching. To those of you who are watching, um, you know, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you think. Let us know if we're talking a bunch of BS. Let us know, let us know if you agree. Like, we want your feedback. That means a lot to us because that's why we do it. You guys listen and you know comment and share your stories and we just keep hitting record so enjoy your the rest of your day and um you can find this podcast on you know itunes apple music spotify anywhere where podcasts are available you can go to youtube if you want to listen to it there uh i'll post it on facebook you can find us if you are a person in 2019 and you have technology at your disposal you can find us help us grow we want to we want to be better than joe rogan right that's gonna be <laughs> one day one day ben and Brittany are gonna be on the joe rogan show like oh my god we said this podcast number two. Oh, we're here joe what's up i'll just sit there like no. this yeah no i love joe rogan but i i, I just i love Brittany too so i want everybody to to, to hear about Brittany and how amazing she is so with on that note we're signing off
Later!